We've been married for about a year, and um, he is quite the pack rat, and I love him to death, but I am very organized, and um, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. He collects everything. He has his birthday cards from his eighth birthday. Um, he has different piles that he keeps things in, the dining room table, his desk, the counter, any place he can find. But I just couldn't get rid of the stuffed animal that I had when I was five, and you know, my cute little clothes I used to wear when I was little. Um, I just um, admitted that I needed help. I I can't do it by myself as much as I even tried to make a dent into it, you know, like an hour a day or something like that. It wouldn't even make a dent, and I just, you know, in order for my family to stay healthy and sane and peaceful, this is what I needed help. All right. Hey, welcome to Intentional Living on this eve, really, of the Christmas weekend as we move into this a uh, really important time, a season, as we remember the birth of Christ. And uh, so I thought as we're going into this weekend, we talk about clutter. And I- I'll tell you why. We're not just talking about the stuff that we we have. Of course, that's what we're going to hear calls from today. Uh, but we're really talking about this new year. And we're talking about the clutter that can come even at a holiday season like this at Christmas time. We can clutter ourselves with new gifts and new stuff and schedules and overeating and come on and we all know what happens and we miss the whole true meaning of what this season is about what christmas is about and intentional living has a very simple mission uh, focus it's to care about what matters most in our life and in the process for that to occur we need to declutter what matters least in our life that's really it what matters most over what matters least And when we have this Christmas season, you're going to be together with family. That should matter most. Uh, The the memories that you're building, the relationship that you're building. But as you move into this new year, there might be some things you say, hey, you know what? Some things are holding me back. What matters least is all the credit card spending I'm doing. Come on. And in the process now, we've got some financial debt. I need to deal with that. Let's declutter that. Let's deal with that. Maybe it's some unresolved issues with family members that you'll even be seeing this weekend that need to be dealt with, not this weekend perhaps, but need to be dealt with sometime soon. Maybe it's in a relationship issue with your spouse or your kids. Maybe it's your own health moving into this new year. That's something I'm going to continue to have as a focus to declutter things that are keeping me from maybe at least maintaining my health. See, And uh, what is it for you? You can share with us on our storyline at 888-888-1717. Love to hear from you. Let's get started with Justin first in Texas. Hi, Steve. Uh, Justin, how you doing? I'm doing okay. A little sad because my wife is sad. Uh, about a week and a half ago, I accidentally crashed her car. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, they they sent an adjuster out and they, they deemed it a total loss. Um, and we were paying a, a very small note for the car and we've got two cars. And one car, which is my brand new car, is a little bit more expensive and but anyways, my life is safe, um, yes. and my wife is happy that I'm safe, but right. they're coming to get the car today and bring it to Amarillo, and it just saddens me because, you know, my wife is sad uh, because, you know, she, she was she liked that car, and um, not trying to push her emotions to the side like I told her on the phone a while ago, and uh, I'm just glad that I'm safe, but uh, I, I do see that now, you know, that this frees us up. I mean, it, it wasn't intentional. It was accidental. I lost control mm-hmm. of the wheel, and, you know, um, 
I didn't think the car would be a loss, but they deemed it a loss, and uh, yeah. you know. Is there any upside to this? What's the what's the po- is there any positive that's coming from all this? Hey, you yeah, said you know, hey, we're, we're healthy. We, we didn't get injured. That's good. Yeah, we're healthy. We we didn't get injured, and we have currently had a long conversation the other night about getting out of debt about four nights ago. Uh, we cut credit a bunch of credit cards up, and we're going to pay them off and cancel them out. Um, because we're getting serious about getting out of debt now. This has been a topic over the last couple of weeks at church that we've been hearing, and even hearing the radio station talking about getting out of debt and, and just being free from debt. And, um, you know, we're, we're both sad that we lost the car. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't intentional. Um, we didn't intend to lose it. Um, and so I, mean, I guess I'm just saying, you know, it saddens me that my wife is sad having to clean the car out right now because they're sending a record to get it. Um, but I'm safe and we're safe. Yeah, that's a great reminder because that's really what intentional living is about, what matters most over what doesn't matter. And, and I, I got to relate with you because I had a car. It was um, it was a 2006 Camry. And I liked that car. Um, it was, it was, I drove it and, um, you know, paid for and all that. And just before COVID, I mean, just a matter of weeks before COVID became an issue, someone hit and run, hit me, broadsided me, and then drove off right in front of the police station. And so when the police came over to help me, I said, well, certainly you have cameras on the police station, don't you? And they said, no. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm laughing because I was fine. My car was totaled. And I, I, I'm relating to I'm relating this, Justin, because with your wife, um, that was hard for me. I had to clean out the garage, I mean, clean out the trunk and all the things as they hauled it away. And it is interesting how you get an emotional attachment. That's an interesting thing. You get emotionally attached to something like your car. Are you emotionally attached to your car, Jennifer, at all? Huh? Are you? Come on. Yes. I mean, uh, do you name your car? Do you, does your car have a name? Yep. <laughs> She's not gonna. She's not gonna help me out here. Oh, I'm, so my mine's just based on my color, the color of the car. It has it's silver with cherry a cherry color on top. So yeah. I've kind of named it Cherry on Top, um, even down to the license plate. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, but yes, I I am a bit uh, attached to the car, which before I never used to be. But I think maybe it's because I worked really hard for this, and it's you know the highest model of this vehicle so it's the best kind of car that i've ever owned i yeah. guess and so um yeah i'm probably a little more attached than i should be well justin you remind us it and, and it sounds like you're going through this process uh the good news is you guys are safe and uh, maybe it'll help you a little bit on the finance part to get out of debt and make some decisions on that in terms of what's happening and the fact that you're you're Healthy and going through it is a positive thing. Yeah, that that's really really where we're focusing right now. Is that you know, like I said, when I lost control and you know I hit the dumpster, uh, I was able to drive the car home safely. I got home safely, and uh, more than anything, you know, um, I believe in the grace of God, and I believe that God has angels surrounding us, and uh, mm-hmm. He saved my life. I think that night. Um, and, and, and that's really what's more important is not burying me. It's more important than putting the car on the back of a wrecker truck. That's right. Amen. Great call. 
Good reminder, even at this Christmas uh, weekend, that some of us are going to be opening our gifts and saying, oh, thank you, and it's great. Uh, but these things don't matter as much as the relationships that we have with the people around us. Thank you, Justin, for your call. We'll be back. we got some interesting calls. <laughs> Andrea says, she says that uh, it seems to, they leave the house, and when they come back, clutter has magically appeared. Do you ever feel that way? Where in the world did that come from? More on that in a moment. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Sometimes setting goals is a struggle, but without goals, your life can easily get off course. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living in Your Personal Life, you'll learn about the five essential areas of life and how setting goals and establishing healthy habits can get you back on track. If you missed your chance to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. And when you give, we'll automatically give you this month's exclusive teaching and other Intentional Living tools directly to your inbox. So don't miss your chance to have your gift matched. Give right now, and you'll also receive the Year of Prayer and Purpose calendar, each month featuring listener stories, a prayer from Scripture, and practical ways you can activate your faith. Your monthly support helps you live an intentional life for Christ. Call 888-888-1717 now, or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And by the way, here we are just a week or so away, just several days now from the end of this year. And I want to say uh, on behalf of my wife, Donna, and our team here at Intentional Living and Family Life Radio, thank you for your support, for your prayers. Thank you for standing with us and for helping us in these last uh, seven, eight days of the year to close out strong. Uh, we appreciate it. Friends have been matching the gifts this this month. and. We have a ways to go. This is a big giving month, right? And so if you could remember Intentional Living, boy, we'd appreciate it. A 13th month, perhaps, your monthly member. Maybe you could give an extra month of uh, giving. That would be that would be huge. That would uh, take care of the need. Uh, all that you need to do is either call during West Coast business hours. Of course, with the, the Christmas schedule, our staff are out. But you can call uh, 888-888-1717 and press 2. The easiest thing is to go online to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. We're talking about clutter today, and I read somewhere that there was there were more there were more storage buildings, locker type buildings, than there were McDonald's in the country. And then if you figure each of those storage places have um, what I don't know, hundred different units in them. <laughs> Do you see them being built here? I, I know around where we live here, you see them popping up on street corners um, because we can't get it in the garage anymore. That's why you see so many people parked on the street. They can't get stuff in the garage. Their car in a garage, stuff is in there or in the basement. Um, I heard that kids have like 238 toys, average child, and they play with 12 of them. Isn't that true? I mean, with the kids, you see them playing the same Lego sets. Our grandkids, they come over, they got Legos. I mean, how many Legos do you need? <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody was brilliant making Legos in different colors and sizes, and there's always a new, new uh, set that you can get. But anyway, 
learning the when is enough enough. All right, talking clutter today. Let's get to Andrea uh, with her call. Appreciate your call, Andrea. What's going on with you and clutter? Uh, we have this clutter that seems to magically appear and <laughs> reoccurs on all of its own. I tell you. It's the computer desk in the living room. No matter how many times we declutter it, take off the bills and the newspapers and the the cool stuff the kids made at school, uh, it seems to just magically reappear and reclutter that desk, <laughs> and we cannot seem to organize it. So where does it go in between the time it's there and not there? I Some of it gets thrown away. Uh, some of it gets filed elsewhere. <laughs> Sometimes I just take brown paper bags and put the kids' schoolwork in those just until I can figure out what else to do with it. How many children do you have, Andrea? We have two. Well, they're a blessing from the Lord, and uh, they bring joy and clutter into our lives. They do bring joy and clutter, and I can somehow keep their their bedroom and their toys clean and, de- and decluttered, but I cannot seem to keep the computer desk in the living room the same way. Now, are you one of those people, though, that just everything has to be neat all the time? No, I'm not neat all the time, although I do like to have things organized and in order the best that I can, but life gets in the way. It's just what happens. Yeah, you and my wife would get along. <laughs> I bet we would. And it's good. You know, we need to have one person in every family who's concerned about this to keep the clutter mess down. But I think with kids, hey, listen, they're always bringing clutter in from home. I mean, from school they or are. whatever. Yeah. And I guess my question is, what do you do when all those brown paper bags full of all the kids' artwork and schoolwork finally become a giant pile of them, but you don't want to throw them away, but you certainly don't want to be- become a hoarder of brown paper yeah. bags full of kids' stuff? Yeah, you don't want to be the one to throw out your kids' creations. I'll tell you what, we, we have some people who shared some calls. We'll share a little bit here in a moment. Uh, I've heard things like uh, one parent that... Uh, had a suitcase for each child. They bought them a small suitcase, and they just put everything, the, the meaningful stuff, in the suitcase. And when they got to be 18, they said, here's your suitcase, goodbye. You know, <laughs> Maybe they didn't say it that way, but you get the picture, right? Uh, or a box. Uh, I know one, uh, one comment was they, they got a thing for the wall so they could hang up the latest picture, but behind it was like a box on the wall. So it was like a framed box. And so they could put it in the front and keep keep them in that little box on the wall. So they're kind of dated, you know. So that's an idea. Um, another one I've heard is just you you give them to the child to put up on their their own bedroom wall, and when they're done looking at it, they throw it away. But you've taken a digital photo of it, so you have a digital record. So there's some things that we can do. They're kind of practical. All right, we're talking about clutter today here at Intentional Living, and uh, not just the house clutter, but Sometimes we just feel overwhelmed in our life. I think Elizabeth sounds like you're you're uh, you're facing that a little bit there in Arizona. What, what what kind of clutter are you dealing with today? So I don't know if my stuff really counts as physical clutter as much as mental clutter. My husband and I are are at kind of a challenging part of our lives. More me than him. I'm 23. Uh, my husband and I have been married for a couple of years. We have a great marriage. I'm married to a wonderful man. But a lot of of my clutter. It's not necessarily affecting us, but I'm worried that it's going to start affecting us. I work 
full-time, well, more than full-time. I probably work 50 hours a week. And then I'm also waiting on my law school applications and finishing submitting law school applications and then taking care of a family and taking care of myself and managing friendships. And so it's a lot of physical and emotional clutter. And it's not causing a strain, but it's, it's definitely leading to less intimacy, less personal time, and less energy to expend with each other. Which is a personal strain. It's a marital strain. Right. Enough that you call if you're concerned about it. And your husband's concerned about it? Yeah. Yeah. Does he think you're doing too much? I, I think it's too much, but I don't know what to cut out. Because being 23, you know, I'm doing everything I can to prepare for my future and to do everything I can with my family to set us up to be grounded. And so knowing what I can cut out is really difficult in terms of managing a lot of those things. Do you guys feel like you're out of balance? Uh. Yeah, I mean, in terms of intimacy and passion, I feel like my mind is so cluttered that it's hard to connect in terms of, like, paying attention and giving him my focus and energy and attention. Well, listen, uh, let me just add, Elizabeth, uh, one of the things we know is that the best predictor of future behavior is present behavior. And you're just a really busy person. I mean, you, you, you're you applying for law school and you got kids and you got your marriage and you've got all these things going on. And my guess is you get the law degree and then you're building the law practice and that'll be the next thing and then it'll be the kids and then the you got to go to the games. And, and so you're just going to be a busy person. So this is really a lifestyle decision. We talk about focusing and caring for what matters most. If you feel like you're out of balance, you may have to just slow a few things down. Maybe you have to delay going to law school for a year or you're going to go a little bit slower pace uh, as it has to do with that particular course or you and your husband are to sit down and make sure that you schedule your lives in such a way that you have time for each other. And it's intentional, if you get it scheduled, that you're going to maintain that. And that may mean that some other things are going to have to drop by the wayside, decluttering what matters least. Maybe there's not going to be as many other activities or uh, outreaches or friends or parties or whatever things that you might be doing because you're going to focus more on the things that matter right now, our marriage, uh, are preparing for the future and education and other things are going to have to be set aside. So maybe take an analysis over the next 30 days. How is your time being used? You could do it on your phone. If you keep a schedule of 15 minutes of how you, your day is used, what you do every day. And at the end of a month, you start to calculate how much time am I giving to uh, social media? How much time am I giving to friendships, how much time am I giving to my spouse, how much time am I giving to my personal uh, spiritual development, and you get an idea of where your priorities really are, because your time becomes an indication of what's most important to you in your life. It really does. Uh, you can share your comments today on this uh, upcoming Christmas weekend as we think about decluttering our lives to make 2024 even a happier, healthy, healthier year for us. Uh, what's your one thing? Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Hi, my name is Susan, and I'm listening to a program about controlling paper in your home. And I just thought I would share my technique, which is when I go to the mailbox, I then stop at the recycling bin before I go in the house, and I only keep things that I really need, you know, like the bills. And that has cut down considerably on my paper clutter in my home. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know, communication 
is the key, as one author said, to a healthy marriage, but it's also true for a healthy family. And one of the verses I often use in my conferences for couples is from Proverbs 25:11, where it says that a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. And that word aptly simply means it's the right word at the right time in that situation. And so often when a child and a family needs encouragement, we give them criticism. When they need instruction, maybe we just ignore it. And in the process, we're not communicating the way God intends for us in our family. Now this month, this month I've been focusing on two things, communication and goal setting. Communication and goal setting uh, are two important parts of this intentional life. It's in our masterclass lesson for our members this month. I hope you're enjoying it. It's already come your way for those of you who are part of our monthly family of supporters. Uh, we send that out in the mid-month. We'd love to have you join in, be a part of the team. Please help us close out this year. If you're already a monthly member, if you could uh, act on an additional maybe monthly gift, that 13th month, you've been faithful in giving a dollar a day or $30 a month. You know what? If uh, many of you who are monthly members would join with an extra monthly gift, just one extra month, you know what difference that would make? That would allow us to close out this year be right on target moving into 2024. So I ask for that now and pray that uh, you would respond. Or maybe you haven't been involved at all. This would be your time to give at this point of the year. We appreciate it. Friends have been matching gifts this year, this month rather, and we appreciate them and you as we work together. Two ways. You can call during West Coast Business Hours. This is, of course, Christmas weekend, so uh, staff are in and out, as you understand. But you can always call during business hours, 888-888-1717, press number two, or much easier, just go online to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. All right. Cheryl in Kansas, uh, appreciate your call. What are you doing to help declutter your life? Okay. Well, um, I, I saw this somewhere, and I, I've been trying to do it, but it says, it's don't put it down, put it away. And like when I fold up laundry and, I, and I'll take it to the bedroom and lay it on the bed and I'll tell myself, oh, don't put it down, put it away. So then I put it in the drawer. And it has helped a lot, um, you know, just doing that. And then another thing I do is I have files. You were talking about if you have a piece of paper and you might use it later. Uh, if you don't scan it or something, you know, I just have like, some recipe files for different kinds of recipes and if, most of them are on Pinterest but if they're not you know I, I just keep them and I have like travel and you know a few things and then every few years I go through them and you know throw them away or something mm. you know alright that's, that's a good good uh, thought thank you Cheryl appreciate that as we're thinking about how to declutter our life and make 2024 a little less stressful how about you Denise uh, there in Kansas as well what uh, what are you doing with clutter well, I have seven children, so we have lots wow. of paper clutter. <laughs> In terms of how do you get rid of stuff, okay, um, when they're little, we either give it to grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> so they can be cluttered, right? <laughs> no, or like sometimes like if I have to write a note to somebody, I will just grab up one of their pictures and write on the back of it, you know, even if I'm sending it to a business. Oh. little piece of personal stationery there. Um, 
their schoolwork and stuff like that, if it does not show their individual personality in in that particular piece of work, it's gone. Yeah. If it looks like something that any other kid would have created or any other kid could have, you know, it just, I look at it and it goes in the recycle bin, you know, but if it's a picture or a story or something that really shows something different about my child or that shows that they've really started developing or, or growing in some way, I keep it. Mm. After so long, we have a box and the kids go through this stuff in this box and decide, do I want to keep this? Do I want to get rid of it? And most of it, honestly, they weed down themselves. That's good. I want to keep. Now, you're, you sound like you're a pretty organized person. Sometimes. Now, what, about, <laughs> what about other kinds of clutter? Do, do, you, do you wrestle with clutter at all in terms of, I don't know, mental clutter or other kinds of things? Um, Are you pretty, do, you, do you deal with clutter in your life pretty well? Um, I would say probably mental clutter is something I struggle with because my brain is just constantly that wiring, you know, yeah. going fling, 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 fling. Um, I don't know how to unconnect those wires that keep me cluttered. Yeah. So that's what I'm struggling with. <laughs> Mm, yeah, well, I think that uh, is a reminder that this thing of clutter, um, sometimes because it's physical and we see it, it's obvious, but I think even more damaging can be the clutter that gets into our minds and our hearts. You know, one of the songs we've been singing during this Christmas season is, you know, give us peace on earth. We talk about a way in the manger. We sang that at church uh, last Sunday. You know, way in a manger in that quiet scene, and Donna was leaned over and said, "I wonder if it was that quiet." You know, the reality is life is hard and difficult, and I'm sure some of the idyllic pictures we see of the birth of Christ, there was a lot of chaos going on, but there was peace in that moment of His birth. So, as we go into this Christmas weekend, can I challenge you to declutter your mind, declutter your heart? If there's bitterness or anger or resentment. Maybe worry over things that you know are beyond your three-foot rule that we talk about. You have little or no control over, that you give it to God. You understand as you go to him in prayer that he's in charge. Our life is short, that we would enjoy this weekend uh, with family or friends, or even if you're being alone to, to worship him, that it would be a precious time. And not allow the clutter of the world, the message of the world, the discouragement of the world, the the frustrations of the world that are upon you uh, and, and upon me as well to clutter us from really focusing on what this season means to a child of God. As we remember the birth of Jesus Christ came as a babe, but you know what's even more important? He came, but what will happen when we celebrate Easter in a few months as we celebrate his resurrection and the opportunity to know him personally and to be a, to be a follower of Christ and know for all of eternity we can be with him in heaven. That's really where, what Christmas is about. Without, without Easter, Christmas doesn't have any significance really to us today. But because of Easter, it does. I'm Dr. Randy, along with Jennifer and Stephen. We're all wishing you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Christmas, a Blessed Christmas. 
uh, weekend, and we hope you have a safe time. We'll be back uh, with more uh, as we talk about moving into this brand new year, how to live an intentional life for God's glory. We'll see you next time.